Hello and welcome to the Maximum Effort Podcast. I'm Laura. And I'm Stephanie. Okay, so today I really wanted to focus on Unsolved Mysteries. And I mean like the new Unsolved Mysteries that Netflix did. <laughs> because I don't know why. I think it's because I'm, I'm done with classes now and I'm trying to find things to watch again. I binged that show and I was getting so into it that I was like taking notes <laughs> Some of them. I didn't take notes, but I did binge. I did binge. Oh my gosh, because some of those, it was like, okay, this isn't a mystery. We know who did it. They just weren't convicted because there wasn't enough evidence. Like, it's, it's pretty obvious yeah. based like, on the stories. Especially the first two. Yeah. So, <laughs> the first one was kind of weird. Because it's like season one, episode one, the wife is gone on a work trip and the husband gets a phone call and like runs out of the house, right? Mm -hmm. And they know this because they have a female house guest and right away I was like, oh, that's a weird thing to have. But okay, like the wife is gone and your female house guest is still staying at your house with your husband. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was thinking the exact same thing you're thinking. Yeah. And I and my thought on that one was like, okay, who would he run out of the house for then? If that's what she says happened. He gets a phone call, runs out of the house. I'm thinking either his friend or yeah. he was into something shady with the financial thing. I'm honestly convinced it's the friend. Yeah. I'm convinced at this point. I don't know why he would, like they didn't get into that part of it and yeah that one was really weird because he they were trying to say he jumped but it would be very hard to jump off of that rooftop just like the the angle that you would okay. have to get to there's basically only one way and that was to like go out on this ledge right mm -hmm. i think that's what it was it's been a little bit since i watched it yeah i didn't get to rewatch it but yeah it just, it's just, and then right after everything, I remember the guy, like, refusing phone calls, and, like, the friend just was very shady acting right afterwards. Yeah. Like, you would think your, your, your friend just died. That wouldn't be the route you'd be taking. Well, and they're all looking for him, too. But where was the friend? If he's such a good friend to you, everyone is driving around looking for him except for you. Really? Mm -hmm. And then, like, the company, like, shut down all conversations about him. Yeah. Why? Why? What are you hiding? What are you protecting? Yeah. It's just, to me, it became, like, painfully obvious that the friend had something to do with it. Yeah, I thought so, too. There's got to be something either with like the financial stuff or that friend or a combination of the two. Mm -hmm. The uh, the second episode of season one is the one that really gave me rage, though. Mm -hmm. With um, so the son's name Pistol, which is awesome, by the way. <laughs> I'm a big fan of that name. I never would have thought that, but that like fits so well for living in the South. <laughs> Like your name is Pistol. Okay, I'm a fan. I'm sure there's an AR-15 out there somewhere. 
AK-47. Hey, AR-15, have AK-47 come in here. <laughs> Walker, Texas Trust Ranger. me, it's likely. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Walker, can you have Texas Ranger? Maybe the initials are A-R. <laughs> that would be fitting. Um, so, and that episode was kind of weird because I think it was called like 13 minutes or something because this woman who is a hairdresser gets a phone call, seems kind of agitated about it, and then like 13 minutes later someone else tries to call her and she has disappeared in that time period. Um, two people drove by saying that they saw like a light blue car. It's a woman and a man, so they're not really like she's adamant it's one. He's adamant it's another, but either way, there was a vehicle there during that time period. And then she's just like, poof, gone, disappeared. A couple of the suspects. So one was Gary Hilton. He just seemed like a massive creep. And then the other one was Jeremy Jones, who confessed and then later recanted. Um, And then there was no, you know. There's nothing you can do about it. If somebody's like, I did it. And then go, never mind. Like the legal system's like, oh, well, never mind then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the her husband at the time is what really drove me insane because yeah. he's a massive dick. When he said they never fought, I was like, you're so full of shit. I honestly know. I, I know you're lying instantly. Because there's no couple. It's like, we never fight. No, you're lying. Right. You did. <laughs> right. I mean, I didn't. Okay. At the beginning of my marriage, I didn't fight for years. Like, if we had any sort of, like, disagreements or anything like that, we sat down and we talked about it like adults. And we didn't, didn't raise our voices, didn't scream, just said, hey, this is what's bothering me. Okay, let's fix this. So I could understand, like, the not fighting. But when it started, it started. Yeah. And everything started to, like, unravel at that point. But, like, most, almost all relationships will have some sort of disagreements. You can't say that there was no fighting at all. He was just peachy keen. Why was she wanting to leave then? Yeah. Especially when the son and her friends are saying that they fought all the time. And he's saying they didn't fight. Like, Yeah. Yeah. When he said they didn't fight, I just didn't believe him. And then I was so pissed at him. His wife is missing. And he automatically changes the locks so her son can't come in. Like, what the fuck? I, I didn't understand that part. Like, your wife is missing. And your first idea... Is to basically lock her out of the house if she shows back up again. <laughs> like if by some miracle she escapes, gets home, and she's locked out of her house. But they don't fight. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not worried about my wife. <laughs> I changed the locks instead for safety reasons, you know. <laughs> yeah. Because they got her. Maybe they want to get me too. Like, no. Fuck off. You just change the locks on your house the instant your wife goes missing. Mm-hmm. And oh, what was the other thing? Um, her ashes. Like when they found her remains. And his 
Okay. He says, first, I sleep with her ashes because I miss her so much. Blah, what blah, a psycho. Blah. And then here's where it got me, though. I sleep with her ashes. I miss her so much. Her ashes were at the bottom of a closet, still in the box, like in a plastic bag. In oh, I didn't even box. put that together. I wasn't even I thinking. sleep with her. I miss her so much. And he, well, what I have the but exact she, yeah. I have the exact wording because this is what got me. Um, so I sleep with her every night, but then she, but then he says, uh, "It should be in here," as if like it should be. I sleep with it every night, but it should be in here. And then he goes into the closet in the hallway, and the box is on the floor in the closet. Not even in an urn, not displayed. You shoved your wife's remains that you refused to give to her son in a closet still in the original box. And then for the cameras, this is the first time I'm taking this out to look at it. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I didn't even put that together. I don't know why I didn't even, like, notice that. Like, the... I mean, I knew he was ridiculous. And I was so mad that as soon as that episode was over, I was on Twitter looking for any new, like, updates. Yeah. Because I was, like, fuming. I was in such a rage. <laughs> I was screaming so bad. Give his, her son the ashes. Like, yeah, he's obviously not doing anything with them. If they're in a box in the closet. Give the kid his mom's ashes, you fucking dick. <laughs> but no. He made sure he was murdered. It's, it to me screams narcissist. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like, he didn't want her to leave. This is, this is at least from my takeaway. Like what I feel like likely happened. She wanted to leave. He said, "You're not leaving. You're not going anywhere." So he killed her and keeps her in the box in the closet. He's like, "Ha." Huh. I told your bitch ass, you're not leaving. Yeah. And it. I can see that because he's like, oh, I was here. I have a receipt. That doesn't mean anything. You can have somebody else use your card and get it for you. All he had to do was borrow somebody else's car and then show up there. Yeah. And he had enough time. Like, they broke it down. Yeah. He had enough time. Even the police said, um, even though there's no evidence, it doesn't eliminate him. So his receipt that he says he has doesn't doesn't cut it because yeah. where that's not an alibi. A receipt isn't an alibi. Where somebody saying that they saw you at that time at that gas station. Where's your? Are you working with somebody? You were in another town, so you say. So who else saw you that day? Like, what's your timeline? Because he could drive to the that store later on and be like, oh, hey, I was here at such and such time. Is there any way you could print off a receipt for, like, this gas pump? Because I have no way of knowing if that was really the person that was here at that time. Yeah. So I'll print it off and go, oh, yeah, let me look through the system and I'll print it off and go, here you go. Yeah. Not, not, like, yeah. that's really, I mean, you could just. Like, even if you have a credit card receipt <laughs> where it has your mm -hmm. name. Right. That doesn't necessarily, that was you using that credit card at that time. Like, you also have to have 
some kind of eyewitness thing saying that, yes, you were there, I saw you specifically, or you're on camera. He has none mm-hmm. of those things. He just has a receipt, which means nothing. Right. So, yeah. He did it, and it makes me so mad. It made me so mad. I'm still, I'm still mad about it. Yeah. I, yeah. As soon as I saw him, I was like, I hate that guy. I hate him so much just for how he treated her son. I mean, I get it. You don't get along with this teenager that's angry and doesn't like you. Probably for good reason. Mm-hmm. And you're not... But you're basically validating his dislike of you by how you're treating him. Right. I have a, I have a um, few that really stuck with me. Like the next one, The House of Terror. Oh my gosh, I have... the other one were like half pages i have a full page on that one to be like what (laughs) yeah that one messed with me a few times like i just i can't yeah we should verify this is um this was episode three called house of terror where this french family essentially goes missing and i was impressed with the neighbor because she noticed right away something was off. And yeah. the fact that the French police could go in right away. It's like, okay, that's good. Because here in the U.S., we know what happens. They knock on the door and go, oh, nobody answered. We can't go in. Like, they're missing. Yeah. They're not going to come to the door. <laughs> We've noticed something is wrong. Right. And it just it reminds me of um, when I had first gotten married. The people that lived above us in the apartments, um, the guy would beat the heck out of his wife. And it would, like, really traumatize me. Yeah. And I could just hear her screaming, going, don't touch me, don't touch me, and him calling her all kinds of names. And it sounded like he was pounding her through my ceiling. I'd be in the corner just, like, shaking, just traumatized. And I'd call the police. And the police would knock on the door. Nobody would answer. And they would just leave. And I'm like, I literally said on the phone, it sounds like he's dragging something heavy after what sounded like a large thump on my ceiling. Yeah. That's very, (laughs) what is he dragging? Yeah. Why isn't he answering the door? They're there. Like, he just beat his girlfriend. He's obviously not going to answer the door. And there was silence. Yeah. Like, it was just, there was, and they just, nothing. They just not, oh, nobody answered. Okay, have a great day. Yeah. But yes, that's why it's like, watching that, yeah, I was very impressed with the the police. And, yeah. And I don't know if that's, it might just be because our laws are different. Like, we have laws to protect us, so the police can't just come in your house. But at the same time, if they have cause, which usually means if they hear something, while they're there, then they have cause to bust the door down and go in. But it's like, he could have just murdered her. He's not going to come to the door. And you're not going to wait until he comes out to see if he's dragging a body. Like, you just leave. And that's the mm-hmm. end of it. So that's messed up. So, <laughs> um, and they they check multiple times. Um it's like, I want to applaud that police department because they don't give up even though they, they go in and they're like, oh, it looks like everything was just packed up and they're gone. Which for that, 
nobody saw them moving. Where did their stuff go? Nobody saw them leaving at any point. Like, if somebody's moving all that stuff, you're going to see them pack up. Like, where did it go? Right? The pictures were taken right. down. Like, that's a lot of effort to go through. Um, so they go multiple times over and over again, searching the house to see if they missed anything. And then finally, um, one of the officers in the garden in the back notices something weird. And they, they lift up this thing and they find bodies. Um, so it's the wife and the, the four kids and the husband is missing. Automatically, I was like, well, he did it. Because <laughs> he's not there. Uh, and the and this whole time, they were gone too. Because it was this big span of time. What was it, like three weeks? They're looking for this family. Yeah. The friends and family get this letter from him saying... He went undercover for the DEA and the whole family moved to America. And he's, you know, this, I'm this undercover agent now. Like, one, <laughs> you're not DEA undercover. Like, I'm DEA undercover. The fuck you are. They would not let you tell at all your friends and family that you're going undercover <laughs> in America. That's not how it works. Uh... And then, and really, you could get a better story than that. Just be like, hey, we moved suddenly for a job in America. You don't have to go through the whole spiel of, I'm an undercover DEA agent. Right. And like, why? What the fuck? And you wouldn't be able to tell, but beyond that, why? And you'd be able to tell your family, hey, I'm telling you this. Definitely don't tell anybody. Don't go and blab to all the police force. That I'm an undercover D. Well, they sent, he sent the letter to, like, all of his friends and family. That's a lot of people to get a letter in the mail. Yeah. Like, he definitely did not think this through. So, yeah, so he's missing. Uh, and a part of the reason I'm like, well, maybe it was a professional hit because there was no fingerprints, uh, no DNA. Everything was moved out of the house. The kids were drugged and then shot, but there was no blood in the house. So yeah. either like super professionally cleaned or they were taken somewhere else, killed, and then brought back and buried. And that's a lot of back and forth between like things in the house being missing and then the bodies being moved. Somebody would have had to seen something. Yeah, you would think... And even though they talked about the rifle with the silencer, you'd still hear something. Mm -hmm. But also, you know, no evidence of a gun being shot in the house. And if they're dragged outside, you're more likely to hear something. It just, it doesn't make sense. No. It makes me wonder if, like, I don't know, tarp, but that wouldn't make sense either. Like, I don't know. And then it just doesn't... Yeah, and for the oldest son to be away at college and then to call him back and say your mom yes. was in a bike accident and she's in a coma, you need to come home. Just to kill him. Like, that like, is psychotic shit. Let the kid live his life. Why did you have to call him back just to just to trick him and, and shoot him and then take off? And 
Yeah, I don't. At the end, they kind of talked about how they saw him like go, you know, go off into the wilderness or whatever. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't have killed himself. I don't think he went out into the woods to kill himself because they never did no. find his body. I'm like, he probably caught a ride somewhere. Mm-hmm. That's all it was. He took the murder weapon with him, probably got on a boat, chucked it over the mm-hmm. side, and then went off to live in like South America or something for the rest of his right. life. That's what I'm convinced of. Yeah. Because he was a count and they, all their family money was gone and all of his businesses had failed. And I think he just wanted to start over. Yeah, that's what I think. Like, fake your death then. <laughs> like, if you could go through all that effort to plan your family's deaths, to just start driving around. And he wasn't hiding that he was taking money out. He wasn't hiding where he was. He was using credit cards. Yeah. Just let let your family be then. This isn't about like, a, oh, he's a, he's ashamed. They have no money. They have nothing. Just let them live and be poor. <laughs> I'm sure they would prefer that to being drugged and shot in the head. Right. Oh, and then the, um, the next episode called No Ride Home, the Alonzo Brooks story just yeah. broke my heart in every sense. Yeah. And the fact that, like, police just didn't care. Yeah. Well, I get it. It seemed like a real small, small town with, like, probably not much of a police force. No. And I think part of it was, like, do we not have the people to, I mean, because you can organize a search party, put somebody in the town in charge, and have everybody look. But it was obvious that, like, nobody was really invested in it. And nobody really cared. Yeah. So either like it was a cover up or they just mm-hmm. didn't care. To look. I'm going out of <laughs> that that episode enraged me. There's a few episodes that enraged me in season one. Yeah. It was it was basically um the thirteen minutes, the um the no ride home of Lonzo Brooks and the missing witness the last episode oh those were the three that enraged me like to no end like i was i like throughout the alonzo episode i was like screaming crying just so angry because it broke my heart for him his family like it it became like obvious who did it yeah or at least had some sort of part in it it was like he got in a fight with a guy at a party. My mind automatically is probably that guy and his friends. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, am I psychic? Because I was watching it and they hadn't gotten to like much into it yet. But in my head, I'm like, okay, here's what I'm imagining happened. He gets in an argument with some of these guys. Um... They basically outnumber him. And rather than being beaten to death, I'm like, I think he was choked. <laughs> and they got to the part where they like, well, there's no evidence of blah, 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 blah. He may have been choked. And I was like, aha. <laughs> and how he got to the creek. I don't know if that was like uh, somebody carried him there 
but in my head to go with that, I was like, maybe he was running away from them and they just caught up to him and then left him there. That's what I was thinking. He had no ride. And my thought was he was just trying to get away and like hide in the woods and then try to come out later, like after they had mm-hmm. gone. Um, yeah. Like just even thinking about this episode is making me physically ill. Right? It just, it makes me so mad. It makes me so mad. Yeah. The amount, the lack of care, the mm-hmm. lack of like just any sort of thought. Yeah, for his family like, to say, we want to look for him. And then for the police right. to finally go, okay, fine. And they find him basically right away. This wasn't like a two right or three away. day search. Right, it right was away. instantly. So I'm like, okay. Uh, what are just the, not looking. Yeah, either you're like, what a, it's either this crazy coincidence or it wouldn't have taken much effort by those people that they could have just been like, let's just look around the area. That the right. party was, and then just find him, like, within, was it, like, half an hour? Mm-hmm. That never happened. Something like that. Like, his brother or somebody, I think it was, that had found him, like, right away. Mm-hmm. Like, they just split up, was walking through the woods. Oh, there he is. Yeah. Like, seriously? I didn't even... Oh, it enrages me. Yeah. But it happened so much with with deaths in the black community that it's like because it's like so gross at this like so beyond gross like how often this happens this kind of stuff happens or like they cover it up like there's an obvious lynching like i've seen so much lately of like a a, a man hanging from a tree by the by his neck there's no way he got himself up there there's no way he just hung himself by a noose the police oh suicide yeah excuse me yeah excuse me like it's just like watching that just made me even more like more angry it's like yeah and i was just getting mad because i'm thinking okay if this was i mean it's obvious if this was a white girl from that Mm -hmm. town that was missing everyone would have looked for her instantly but because it's this this guy not from there, they're not going to put in the effort. None at all. They go, we don't know that guy. And that seems a little bit like small town thinking to me. Like if they if they know you, if you're part of the group, then the effort goes in. But if you're seen as like an outsider, uh, they're probably not going to want to spend the, the money to look for you. To be honest. And coming from a rural area, I couldn't be like, yeah, okay. I can see them doing that. And maybe, like, what what I'm wondering is why they didn't turn it over to, like, the state police then. Mm-hmm. That's where I get a little suspicious with it. Because small town, you don't want to spend the money, whatever. You don't have the manpower. But then why keep it within the town? Why not call the state police in? And say this guy's missing. Can you take over? That would that would have been the responsible thing to do, rather than keep because it I local. think they knew who did it. I think they figured it out. I mean, we Probably. could basically figure it out from watching the episode. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure at they least knew. enough to heavily question the people. And I'm at sure the they party. didn't care. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure somebody knew somebody that said, "Hey, 
make sure you don't let this happen. This boy deserved it. He was in the wrong neighborhood. Yeah. And they just ran with it. Yeah. So I would say to anybody, <laughs> if you're not from there, something happens in a small town, maybe talk to the state police instead. <laughs> Or at least see if one of them can get involved because a small, yeah, a small town is not going to have the manpower or the budget to be able to do the kind of investigation they would need to. Especially if it's somebody in that town and you think it's a cover up, which <clears throat> I cannot do. So <laughs> the FBI should have been involved. Okay. And here's the thing, too. I'm from a very small town. We had an incident where at a party, a guy stabbed another guy. And it was everybody knew instantly. Like if there was a fight and something happened, everyone talked about it. We're a very small town. One, one light and not even a stoplight. We're talking about like a blinking red light is all we had. So if something happens, everyone knows. Right. So I, I think there was no way being from a small town that something happened at a party with all of those people and nobody knows. Yep. <laughs> so that's why I got pissed off about it. <laughs> oh yeah. The uh next one is Berkshire's UFO. That I had was... to look up information on oh that. That was so weird to me. It was such a crazy episode. I couldn't believe it that, like, so many people in the same area reported things happening on the same night. That was just so wild. Like, it, it makes me wonder, like, did somebody spike everybody's drinking water? Was there LSD yeah, it was, I was thrown like, in there? Mass hallucinations. Like, what is going on? Was there some weird government test happening? <laughs> that I'm sitting there going, what, what could have happened? aliens i guess which is what that town is all claiming like seeing ufo sightings and um the time time change thing where they think it's one time when they like stop their car this family and mm -hmm. then the next thing they know the driver and the passenger are on the opposite sides that they were before and the time is different it's so weird and the, the kids being taken and experimented on was <laughs> so weird. And for them to just be like, uh, yeah, I was in this room with these other kids. And then all of a sudden they're back, you know, home again. Yeah, it was just so strange. And the fact that everybody in the town had a story of stuff that happened that night. Yeah. So it wasn't just one person who's like a town drunk rambling about getting probed by some alien. It was everybody in the town had corroborating like statements mm -hmm. of like things that have happened to them. Yeah. And it's funny because this episode like, is what got me started on watching the new Unsolved Mysteries. Because I was watching a, a YouTube video, it's like exploring with Josh or something like that. I, I like his channel because he goes into abandoned places and 
I'm not sure how he ended up there. <laughs> but they, I think they interviewed a guy that was in that video. So he was showing them around the town and kind of talking about it. And I was like, okay, I have to watch this episode. And then it just spiraled from there into all the others. But yeah, I just couldn't believe the stories and like the entire town had, you know, had experiences and... I mean, it was nuts. 1969. Yeah. Something could have been spiked with LSD. I'm just saying, there was a lot of LSD back in the 60s. The t- town water supply? I don't know, because if you were in a well, your water wouldn't That's have been affected. I don't. It's just so, like, what happened? What? I mean, I, I know I'm not naive enough to think that, oh... Aliens don't exist. We're the only things here in existence. I'm not that naive. Like, I know. Like, there's gotta be more than just us. Like, duh. I mean, obviously. But, what? Like, that's what throws me off so much. And then, I... The last one. Yeah, that missing missing witness witness episode. That got me. The so amount bad. of screaming. Yeah. And they literally have proof. Yeah. And I first want to start out saying that the mom, Sandy, is a massive dick. <laughs> Just for how she was. Like, she'd get in a relationship with a guy and then cheat on them. And the kind of where they start off is with the brothers, Albert and Gary. So she's married to Albert and then has an affair with gary his brother which wow um both of them in that situation massive assholes mm-hmm. uh and the fact that she tried to kill gary before but the gun didn't discharge like she put a shotgun to his stomach and pulled the trigger and the only reason he didn't die was because it didn't it misfired like it didn't fire right yeah yeah they had so much evidence. Like, they actually had somebody say, I helped her dispose of the body. Yeah. This is where it happened. I'm telling you, it happened. Yep. And that was, okay. I feel like we should get more into this if anybody <laughs> hasn't seen the episode. So, uh, she starts having an affair with this guy named Chris. Um, basically, like, he goes missing. Two days later, her boyfriend moves into the house. Um, Shocker. Yeah. The daughters say they come home from school. She wouldn't let them in the house. Um, Then later that night, one of the daughters says she saw her mother and Chris carrying something heavy wrapped up out to the truck. Um, Then later, one of her daughters, um, Lena, I think she's got five girls or something, um, Lena later in life uh, basically confesses to seeing her mom cleaning up blood in the house um, that she helped her bring the body out to this pile they burned it and then scattered the remains all over the farm because Gary was a farmer um, so with no body it was difficult to charge but obviously suspicious because two days later after her husband is missing she's moving another guy into the house 
uh, and there was there's a lot of stories about um, one of her daughters saying, I know what you did. Um, and then Sandy and Chris make her get in the truck, drive her out, and he gets out a gun like he's going to kill her. So she manages to like get in the truck and hug her mom and say, you know, please don't let him hurt me. And I think that was part of the scare tactic. It was like, okay, she's not going to talk now. Mm-hmm. Because she knows oh, what we'll do. 100%. Yeah. So, and I think that that takes a real shitty parent and a real shitty person. Oh, yeah. To do that to your child. Yeah. Makes me. And she said rage. she was, you know, like, basically blank. She had no mm-hmm. feeling. She didn't care. No. And. All this kind of happened around the time that um, since they couldn't do, like, uh, they couldn't charge her because there was no body. They had no evidence. Um, His family decided to do a civil trial um, since they couldn't do a criminal trial. Lena is supposed to testify that she saw what happened. And then Lena, who has a son he was what like two at the time Mm -hmm. um she had a boyfriend all of a sudden she goes missing and then the mom sandy who she's going to testify against why we're listening to her says that she went to florida and left her son with her and and this is what really pissed me off is that she has custody of this boy Mm -hmm. she killed Two people. And she has custody of that woman's son. And that was allowed to happen. The amount of anger. (laughs) Yeah. I think I even felt more anger in this one than in the second episode that you spoke about earlier. Yeah. Um, this This one really had me rage. Like, to an extreme. Yeah. Like, I was, I was not well. No. She literally murdered her own child and then stole her kid. Yeah. And, like, the rest of her children, no. The rest of her children hate her. The rest of her yeah. children are like, you did this, you psycho bitch. Yeah. And I'm just, they can't see him. I'm just so mad. Yeah. And I'm kind of surprised. I mean, they were young at the time. That Lena presumably went missing, which we're going to say she died. Um, that's most likely. Um, kind of surprised they didn't try and file for custody and let the mom just take him. Because um, I would think my my non-lawyer self, I can't give legal advice. But my take on that would be, all right, she lost the civil trial. She's supposed to be paying $7 million in damages. To the family that yet to pay a cent. Um, I would think you'd have a case for custody saying a jury said she did this. But she has care of this kid. We don't think she's responsible enough to have full custody of him. That would be my <laughs> that would be my argument for a, for yeah. a lawsuit. But at this point, he's been with her. For like six years or however long it's been. Longer probably now. 
And it makes you wonder what she's been doing to him. Yeah. But they did say that she always wanted a son. So I think she's written off her daughters. And I, psychologically, I wonder if that's like, because they talked about always wanting approval of a man. I think she would be one of those women that like has control of her son and then like controls his relationship as he gets older. You see those stories on TikTok of like the mother that basically. Oh, I dated a guy. The, who had son, a the son is. Yeah. The son is their spouse and you can't take them away. That's not like a mother son relationship where you want them right. to grow and have a relationship. They view their relationship with other women as you taking away their husband, which is gross. <laughs> Yeah, I, I dated a guy whose mother was crazy and <clears throat> hate, hated every single person that he dated, treated me like garbage, grounded him until he broke up with me because yeah. she thought we were having sex when we weren't, so she'd assumed that we were, we weren't, he grounded her until he broke up with me. We were like, I think I was a junior in high school. Like, but I mean, it was just too, like, an extreme. And, like, it was it was funny because he tried telling me, oh, no, no, no. Um, I'm just not, I'm not feeling it anymore. And I'm like, and I knew he was lying because just the day before he wanted to kiss on me. And I was like, okay. He's like, I'm just, I just, I, I feel like we've grown apart. And I'm like, uh-huh. Okay. You've grown sure. apart because your no mother problem. won't let you see me. Right. I was like, okay, no problem. No problem. Sure, 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 sure. Right. Okay. I took it in stride. And then after we graduated high school, I was at a steak and shake in the middle of the night with one of my friends. And um, he ended up being there with one of his guy friends. And so we all sat down and I'm like, and it was funny because we were like we're all talking, and I was like, okay, I gotta know. And I had told her, I was like, I know it was his mother. I I know, like, come on, I know. And she's just like, I don't know. I was like, I, I'm telling you. So we're all sitting there. I was like, I gotta know. He's like, what's up? I was like, your mother made you break up with me, didn't didn't she? And he's like, yeah. I was like, I knew it. 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 <laughs> like, he's like, and he's like laughing. And I turned to her. I was like, I told you. I told you I was not crazy. I knew. I knew what happened. He's like, yeah, yeah, she's really nuts. I was like, yeah. Okay, facts. It's what I, I just knew it. Yeah. She had like an obsession. Like every time like I'd see her, how she'd act with him, she's like, fawning over like her golden boy. And I'm like, yeah, hey, gross. really weird. Dude, like that's. Yeah. You got a whole husband, like Yeah. I wouldn't want to be in a relationship and deal with that anyway. So like you did me a favor, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I kinda want a part in that. No thanks. No, definitely not. Um, uh, and then it says that I've watched all of season two. But I don't remember watching any of it. So I'm pretty sure it probably played while I was asleep one night. Uh and yeah. I never knew. Well, the ending for that um, miss, yeah, missing witness episode. Mm -hmm. um, Sandy divorced Chris in 2014 and married again. 
<laughs> she married Gosh. Joe Wink. Uh, so now her name is Sandy Wink, and she lives in Missouri. So, you know. Imagine that. Imagine that, yeah. Like, how many, how many times? <laughs> and uh, part of me wonders, too. I think it was like, you hear about those serial killer couples where they get together and kind of validate each other. So I'm thinking, mm -hmm. like, it was probably Chris, and then she went along with it. Because <laughs> it, it, like, the violent violence part, unless, you know, somebody comes forward about her past and says, yeah, she was like that with me, too. She gets in a relationship with this guy, and then she tries to kill Gary. That doesn't work. So then he gets involved, and they do it together. Like, mm. And then he's the one that was going to shoot her kid. So I'm wondering where he is because you can't really find anything about what happened to that guy. Because if he he killed two, he was one away from being a serial killer. Really. Because all you need is three, right? So if he mm -hmm. had no problem doing that twice... There had to have been one before or one after. Like, there had to be more. Because nobody just kills two people and is like, oh, I'm fine. Like, he seemed like he would be a narcissist that would say, I'm going to get what I want. And if you don't do what I want, I'm going to kill you. So, you know. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's her. I honestly feel like it could have been the opposite way. Oh, like her controlling him to do what she wanted? Yes, absolutely. 100%. That's the vibes I got. Was that she was very much like that. And when she wasn't getting what she wanted in a relationship. She'd, she, she'd kick him to the curb. She'd abuse and murder. Well, I don't get that. Like, she'd left. Pretty, like, I mean, somebody who could do that to her own child. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's her. Yeah. Well, she'd left so many times before. Like, she would just leave a guy and go on to the next. So I'm wondering why she decided to kill this one and keep his farm. Like, she wanted his stuff. When she would, she had just left so many other people. <laughs> she wanted the farm and money. I wouldn't think he would have a lot of money, though, as a farmer. Because farmers notoriously, like, any money no, they have has land. to go back into the farm so you're really not like you're not rolling in it or anything right but he had the land he had what she wanted she, it's like she just didn't want to she just didn't want to no. leave again she's like i'm tired of moving i'm just gonna move this one directly in with me after we murder my husband <laughs> yeah and what was their thing like oh he went into another town to buy a rooster what? No. No. People. I know. So that was season one of Unsolved Mysteries. You should <laughs> I know that we've explained everything. You should just watch uh -huh. it anyway. <laughs> yeah, I should definitely watch season two. Um, and then we'll have to have another episode where we discuss season two. Yeah, I've... I have no idea about. I I've looked through the list. I looked through the descriptions. I have no idea what's going on. So like, I don't know why it tells me that I've watched these. Because I definitely haven't. I have not watched those. Do you know what's weird? 
mind shows them as being watched too, but I can't. <laughs> I think I was so focused on season one that I just can't remember <laughs> what happened. <laughs> uh, okay, no, I do know. I remember. Yeah, there were some interesting ones there. Um, there's like a White House aide that goes missing. There was a woman who was killed in a hotel room that's like very mysterious. Um, mm. So, yeah. There was a lot with that one. And the the Lady in the Lake episode was kind of crazy. And they also had an episode in season two on um, ghosts in Japan after the tsunami in 2011. Where they would just be like seeing people, like ghosts of people that died during that. So it's very interesting. I think I'm going to rewatch those. I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to. Yeah, the tsunami one was kind of like they do like murder, 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 and then aliens in the first one, and then the second one's like murder, 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 ghosts, and then another murder. So it's like, well, <laughs> with I mean, weird uh, options. Okay. Uh, just want to do a question of the day. Yeah. Okay. What was the last photo you took? Oh, goodness. Let me see. It was actually <laughs> of my Starbucks drink yesterday because <laughs> I tried a new one and I was very proud of my new one. And so I took a picture of the kiwi starfruit lemonade <laughs> that I tried. That looks delicious. It is Fantastic. It has the kiwi chunks in it. It is yeah. so good. The um, dragon fruit, uh, the mango dragon fruit one is my favorite. The strawberry acai is pretty good. And then my third favorite is that one. But I I at least tried all three now. Mm-hmm. And I know I like all of them. I just prefer the mango dragon fruit. Yeah. I don't have a, a Starbucks close enough to me. So I have my fake Starbucks. It's a reusable <laughs> It's a reusable Starbucks cup. My favorite drink from there is the shaken espresso. Oh, it's so good. I've never had it one. Takes... When I go, I usually just get like a cafe was it cafe mocha and then have them put a pump of caramel in it. Mm. Yeah, with the shaken espresso they'll take like a cup and they'll have fill it with ice. And they'll put in like um, a, a sweetener, the um, classic syrup that they put in there, and then they'll put in your espresso, and they shake it up, and it gets like foamy, and it gets all like shaken. Then they pour it into a cup, and they add your milk on top. Like right, here you go, it's so good. Never had I love that. It. I'll have to try I love it. it. Well, mine's from this morning, because I had a. A child come into my room saying he didn't feel good at like 1 30 this morning and then he promptly he was just like fully passed out um, oh this morning when i got up because it was pretty funny uh yeah so i didn't get much sleep last night because i was trying to keep him away from nathan because he had to get up at 4 30 and he just kept doing the thing where it just flops and rolls like an alligator in a death roll (laughs) so he's just constantly moving and kicking so i like 
brought him right up against me. And then he finally passed out. Because <laughs> I just... And his head was on my arm. So this morning it felt like my arm was just dead. So I was like, ow, ow, I need, I need to move it. Please, please roll over. <laughs> so any, I was like right on the edge of the bed too, just to try and get away as far as possible. So I'm almost oh, falling no. off of a king size bed. <laughs> and he's right here next to me on my right. And I can't get him to budge as I'm falling off the left side of the bed. I'm like, okay, this isn't going to work for me anymore. So I just kind of like pick him up and scooch him over so I have a little bit more space so yeah I've been up for a long time <laughs> I... <laughs> oh no but I was so tired last night that usually I'd say okay let's let's get you back into bed but I was so tired that I, I just kind of laid there for a second going uh and he eventually he just ended up climbing up on the bed and laying down next to me and I was like um I'll, I'll move back into bed in a minute. And then I just, I never got up. I just didn't. <laughs> I just stayed right there. Just didn't. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. Yes, thank you. We hope you enjoyed listening to us talk about Unsolved Mysteries. You should definitely yes. watch it. Absolutely. Definitely watch it. And we'll uh, see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Music was provided by Kevin McLeod. The intro was titled Work, and the outro was titled Aerosol of My Love, and can be found at incomptech.filmmusic.io.